I'm Chelsea. I'm Deidre. And we're giving you... A Million Murders! I forgot I had this uh, horror stories that's been reported in the news. Ooh. I forgot I had that. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So, terrifying but true horror stories reported in the news. Dun, oh. dun, dun, dun. Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Rest in peace, Betty White. Yeah. We can't talk. New Year's Eve. Just so sad. Harlan, <laughs> quit trying I just to get look, food. Stop it. You can't have my jimmies. You can't have it. So, this one, it's going to be a decent length. It's not going to be no hour. So, I'm going to okay. just jump on in. Let's do it to it. So, the first one is titled The Haunted Doll. Mm-mm. Is it Robert? <laughs> no, it ain't Robert. Robert, is that you? It's crazy. Like, I've never heard this one before. So, when you think of haunted dolls, it's like... It's likely like the creepy old Victorian looking porcelain, you know, mm-hmm. kind that bring that kind that brings, <laughs> kind that springs to mind, like when you think of a haunted doll. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what. <laughs> no, but still, don't get too comfortable around any kids' toys too soon, <laughs> because a Disney's Frozen Elsa doll. No, that was gifted for Christmas in two thousand and thirteen. In the Houston area, made headlines when it seemingly became haunted. No, an Elsa doll. Elsa, girl. It'll possess anything it can. Mm-mm-mm. Well, the doll recited phrases from the movie Frozen and sang "Let It Go" when a button on its necklace was pressed. For two years, it did that in English. Mother Emily Madonna said. Mm-hmm. In 2015, it started doing it alternating between Spanish and English. And there wasn't a button that changed these. It was just random. Like, mm-hmm. ooh. Like, <laughs> why? So the family has owned the doll for more than six years and never changed its batteries. Which, dang, that's a... Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> enough demonic. The mother says the doll would randomly begin to speak and sing even when, like, with its switch turned off. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So the family decided to throw the creepy doll out in December of 2019, weeks later. They found it inside a bench. Oh, weeks later, <laughs> they found it inside their uh, inside a bench in their living room. Oh, no. Mm-mm. And the kids insisted that they didn't put it there. And I believe them because they wouldn't have drugged through the garbage outside. Yeah. The mom said that they wouldn't do that. So, at this point, Elsa sees to sing the English rendition of Let It Go altogether. Oh, so she don't sing in English at all anymore? Speaking only Spanish when pressed. Hmm. The family then double-bagged the bizarre doll and placed it at the bottom of their garbage, which was taken out on garbage day. They went on a trip shortly after, but when they returned... Elsa, too, had come back. Stop. 
and was waiting in the backyard of their home. This time, the family mailed Elsa to a family friend in Minnesota who taped the haunted doll to the front bumper of his truck. <laughs> it doesn't That's... seem to... It doesn't seem to have made its way back to Houston yet, as per Madonna, the mother, latest February Facebook update on the creepy doll. I was like, eh. Oh, no. Now, see, now you can go ahead and put it on your truck and see if you don't get in a car accident. You better be careful. Yeah. Putting de- demonic dolls on the front of your truck. What are you trying to do? You trying to get wrecked and died? <laughs> get wrecked. Get wrecked. Get wrecked and died. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, to have a toy... To go to speak Spanish, but there's not like a button to like switch. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Because obviously there's toys that do speak Spanish because obviously everybody doesn't speak Amer- like English. I said American. Mm-mm. And I'm like, that would creep me out. Yeah, no. So yeah, that's the haunted Elsa doll or the freaking Dominic <laughs> Elsa doll. Don't ju- I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> so, this next one is called A Deadly Exorcism. Mm. In August 2016, in North London, 26 year old Kennedy something began <laughs> acting strange and aggressive following a pain in his throat. He reportedly bit his father. Ooh. Threatened to cut off his own pee-pee <laughs> and complained of a python or snake inside of him before his family restrained him to a bed with cable ties and excessive force. Ooh. So, apparently, this is what was reported in the news. The family then set about attempting to cure... Kennedy through restraint and prayer over the next three days, the court was told, and his brother, Colin, mm-hmm. told police, it's clear that the thing was in him, what we believed was a demon, because it was not natural. It was clearly trying to kill him, he said. We had to restrain him for himself. It was clear if we didn't restrain him, he could have tried to harm people in our family. Kennedy had been bound to his bed for three days without medical attention when his brother called emergency services explaining that Kennedy was complaining of dehydration. He appeared to have developed breathing issues and was pronounced dead at 10.17 a.m. Now, I don't know what this means. As the Independent reported? Mm -hmm. I think the Independent is the name of the paper. So, this paper, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like saying, like, the Louisville Courier, or the Courier Journal. Well, the Independent reported, (laughs) while police were at the house, Colin allegedly carried out an attempted resurrection by chanting and praying for Mr. I'm assuming his last name's Ife. It's I-F-E. I I don't know how that's pronounced right. Mm Mm-hmm. All seven of Kennedy's family members were accused of manslaughter, false imprisonment, and causing or allowing the death of a vulnerable adult. A postmodern examination revealed over 60 wounds, including a possible bite on Kennedy's body and his father, Kenneth, Uh along Mm. with four of his brothers, sustained injuries as well. 
So he had a bite on him, and so did his dad and his four brothers. Good Lord. The BBC reported that Kenneth told jurors that he ordered his son to take shifts, ordered his sons to take shifts and use overwhelming force, but denied that an association with cults and secret societies played any part of the death. After a four-day jury deliberation, all seven family members were cleared of charges on March 14th of 2019. Mm. So it's like, they're saying he was possessed, so they were trying to like do this exorcism or whatever. After, okay, so the, after the four-day jury deliberation, all seven family members were cleared of charges on March 14th of 2019. And the Florida Devil Worshipping... The friends noticed that Daniel Harkins, a 35-year-old school teacher near St. Petersburg, Florida, started acting strangely in June of 2012, developing an interest in demonic rituals. Hmm. Demonic. Yes, demonic rituals. Demonic rituals. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. So, soon after, she was arrested for abuse of seven of her former students, which that the 35-year-old school teacher was da- Danielle Harkins. I may have said da- Daniel for some reason, but she's a girl. <laughs> so she was arrested for abuse of seven of her former students, as Good the Tampa Lord. Bay Times reported. Mm. That Danielle Harkins told the kids they needed to rid their bodies of demons as the group gathered before dusk's, dusk Saturday around a small fire near the St. Petersburg Pier. They should cut their skin... To let the evil spirits out, police said she told the children. Then they needed to burn the wounds to ensure that those spirits would not return. Like, first of all... Do what? I ain't gonna be cutting myself. But second of all, I definitely ain't gonna cut myself and then lighter, put a little lighter to it. No, burn no, it? no. Excuse me? Who it's, does that? No, absolutely not. Mm-mm. Ugh, that just... Ugh, make my skin crawl. When Harkins held a lighter to one teen's hand, wind blew the flame out, police said. They prompted her to douse his hand in perfume before setting it on fire. No, no. The boy suffered second-degree burns, the police said. Yeah. Like, you know, if you like perfume or any kind of cologne, like it's like a... You know what I mean? Yeah. So what makes you think you're just going to get a little... Get a little flame on the little wound. No, you got to set this boy on fire. Yes, and it's gonna sting having the perfume in the wound too. So you got yeah. the perfume in the wound, and then you're gonna set it on fire, which is gonna set his whole hand on fire. Okay. Like, well, another team was cut on the neck with a broken bottle. Police said Harkins used a flame to heat a small key, Oof. which she then used to cauterize the wound. <sighs> that hurts my stomach. There's no way. You wouldn't let someone cauterize your... Mm-mm. You ain't cauterizing nothing. With a hot key. Ew, why? Oh, Lord. Which I guess is better than the perfume. Yeah, there was no cauterizing there. That was just... That was just... Arson. That was unnecessary. <laughs> arson of the hand. I mean, the key's unnecessary, too, but that was definitely unnecessary. Yes. Well, the police were notified because a friend of one of the students who participated in the ritual raised alarms. However, none of the students themselves told their parents about the event or would comment following the arrest of Harkins for aggravated battery and child abuse. Mm. Well, the NBC reported 
Investigators said they've spoken to Harkins, but she didn't spell out what type of religion would require such drastic measures. She hasn't informed us exactly what she was trying to accomplish accomplish, accomplish <laughs> with this, the police department said. So the next one's called The Death of Eliza Lamb. Oh, yes. You know that Eliza Lamb? Mm-hmm. So Eliza Lamb was last seen on January 31st, 2013 in the lobby of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. She was vacating, vacating, vacationing through the West Coast, documenting the trip on her blog and checking in with her parents every day. On January 31st, those calls stopped. Mm. Lamb had vanished. Is that her? how you say her last name? Yes. <laughs> I'm shooketh. You did it. Soon, the police... I know, I can hear Dora in the background. We did it! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Soon, the police were involved and her parents arrived to help with the search. So, they had nothing... That February, LAPD released elevator surveillance footage of Lamb before she disappe- before her disappearance. Mm-hmm. The footage shows Lamb behaving strangely in the elevator, appearing to talk with invisible people, peering around the corner of the door, crouching in the corner and opening and closing the door. But what exactly is going on in this video raises more questions than answers. Theories range from psychotic episodes of demonic possession to unknown assailants just out of the camera's view. Around that time, hotel guests started reported reporting weird things happening with the Cecil Hotel water supply. As CNN reports, the shower was awful, said Sabina Ball, who spent eight days there during the investigation. When you turn the tap on, the water was coming black first for two seconds, and then it was going back to normal. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's... No, this was a mess. That's nasty. Yeah. The tap water tasted horrible, Ball said. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm hoping that you tasted this water before you took a shower and knew what it was doing, because that's disgusting. She said it had a very funny, sweetie, disgusting taste. Ugh. It's a very strange taste. I can barely describe it. It's a taste of death. But for a week, they never complained. Mm-hmm. We never thought anything of it, she said. We thought it was just the way it was here. <laughs> like, on the morning of February 19th, a hotel employee climbed to the roof and used a ladder to investigate the hotel's water storage tanks. That's where authorities found the decomposing naked body of Lamb, whose personal items were found nearby. After an autopsy, her death was labeled accidental. NBC Los Angeles reported at the time about the strange circumstances in the hotel's past. So, the tank has a metal latch that can be opened, but authorities said access to the roof is secured with an alarm and lock. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The single room occupancy is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Hotel has an unusual history. Mm-hmm. Night Stalker mm-hmm. Richard Ramirez, who was found guilty of fourteen slayings in the nineteen eighties, lived on the fourteenth floor for several months in nineteen eighty-five. Mm-hmm. An international serial killer Jack Underwe Underweger how do you say that? Mm-hmm. Under 
wager, whatever, is suspected of murdering three prostitutes during the time he lived there in 1991. Woo! The year I was born. Disrespectful. <laughs> He killed himself in jail in 1994. And in 1962, a female occupant jumped out of one of the hotel's windows, killing herself and a pedestrian. Uh-uh. Whom she landed on. Oh, no. Could you imagine? That's horrible. That's terrible. And, you know, they didn't... That's really sad, too, because hopefully... Hopefully nobody knew what was happening, because I feel like if something like that happened to me, and then... Just think the last thing you see is that you're going to land on somebody. Mm. Like, no. No, no, no. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, so that's all that. Oh, that's a mess. Drinking the water and you find out the body in the, in the that blame. That's why it tasted funny. Mm-hmm. Because you was sipping on some body fluids. Ugh. Decomposing body fluids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's bad. There's another exorcism that I'm going to talk about, and it was in uh, Indianapolis. So the Indianapolis Star published a lengthy report on a family terrorized by three children, allegedly possessed by demons. All three of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Like, a family was terrorized. I don't know if it's saying by their three children, but it just says by three children. So it may not even be their family. They're just going on terrorizing somebody else. So the account of Latoya Amons and her family tells disturbing stories of children climbing up the walls. Mm -mm. See? Mm -mm. All I can think about is the grudge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I I hear someone say something about kids climbing up the walls. Getting thrown across rooms and children threatening doctors... In deep, unnatural voices. That's weird. Mm-mm. It would seem like something straight out of a movie, a work of fantasy, except all of these accounts were more or less corroborated with nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DCS personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. Mm. And one of the more chilling sections of the report includes a segment about the possessed nine-year-old. According to Washington's original report, an account corroborated by Walker, the nurse, the nine-year-old had a weird grin and walked backward up a wall to the ceiling. To what? From the wall to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Backward, walked backward Mm-mm. up it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He then flipped over the nurse, or the, was it a nurse? Yeah. He then flipped over the nurse, landing on his feet. He never let go of his grandmother's hand. So he had his grandmother was there holding his hand, and he like walked backwards up the wall to the ceiling thing and did a flip. So there was the nine-year-old and the twelve-year-old. What was the other one? Mm. They don't say nothing about the third one. Well, the twelve-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down so she couldn't speak or move. She said she heard a voice say she'd never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. 
And this is from one of the demon kids? Yeah, the 12-year-old. The, the That's all of that. I never say anything about the third one. I don't think. No, it was the nine-year-old. The nine-year-old was the one climbing up the wall. Yeah. Mm. So the next one is the phone stalker. Mm. In 2007, ABC News documented a series of cell phone calls to families with terrifying specific death threats. The unidentified callers knew exactly what families were doing and what they were wearing. Ooh, uh uh-uh. So the family said that the calls came in at all hours of the night, threatening to kill their children, their pets, and grandparents. Voicemails arrive playing recordings of their private conversations, including one with a local police detective. Ooh. The caller knows the family's... Oh, the family said that the caller knows what they're wearing and what they're doing, and after months of investigating, the police seem powerless to stop them. This went on with the Kukanel family probably not saying that right, mm-hmm. for months, who reported a caller with a scratchy voice threatening to slit their throats. Ooh. If I got a call like that, I don't know what I'd do. Mm-mm. When the Firecrest Washington police tried to find the culprit, the calls were traced back to that family's own phones, even when they were turned off. Oh, no. And it gets worse. So the Kukinels, oh, so the family and two <laughs> other Firecrest families told ABC News that they believe the callers are using their cell phones to spy on them, and they say the hackers know their every move, where they are, what they're doing, and what they're wearing. The callers have recorded private conversations. The families and the police said, including a meeting with a local detective. So that's creepy. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-mm. Knows what they're wearing. Yeah. And has phone recordings. Like, how did you tap their phone? Oh, and is it a landline or is it a cell phone? I mean, I would think it was a cell phone, but... I think it's... I think it's a cell phone. Mm-mm. People can do anything now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so scary. Mm-mm. Anything can happen. So yeah, that's all of it. Alrighty. That's the ending. Those Wasn't were good. Much, so, hmm. listen, they don't all have to be an hour. No, but it put you to sleep. So <laughs> it didn't put me to sleep. I'm just sleepy. I haven't had any coffee today. It's been a long weekend. If you have any questions, comments, or stories. You can email us at a million murders at gmail.com. If you want to see the victims, the places, the people, all the things, then you can go to our Instagram at a million murders to see after each case the episodes, the pictures. And we also have a Facebook group that's called A Million Murders that we always talk about we don't really do much with and we don't but you know feel free updates will be there when there are 
when there's any important oh, updates <laughs> if we need to tell y'all something we'll put it there so just keep a, so just keep a lookout well thanks for tuning in and uh we hope you had a happy new year yes and we hope you come back for a new year. <laughs> i was, um, oh. i felt like you were about to say something else and i cut you off so i was like oh mm. no okay where we want to start at? A million more. Okay. A million <laughs> more. Okay. okay. One, two, three. A, A million, million more. more. He scrapes it.